Welcome to a dialogue on accountability in the digital age. A dialogue with a global multi-stakeholder community representing national and local governments, international policymakers, civil society, NGOs, the ICT industry, as well as other relevant organizations and institutes. Hello, I'm your host Fritz Spussemaker and today I'm delighted and privileged to have a conversation with Stephen Ibaraki. Stephen, welcome to the program. Hey, it's a real pleasure to be here. You're a real change maker, Fritz. So <laughs> you're, you're definitely impacting the world. Uh, hey, Stephen, thank you so much. And uh, allow me to introduce Stephen for the people who do not know Stephen. Well, you live in Canada. Uh, you're a social entrepreneur, a futurologist, venture capitalist, the chair of Reds Capital. And you've been in the IT industry for well over 50 years. Now, not many people uh, can make that claim. And you have been recognized for your work. So you have Global Lifetime Achievement Awards, Innovation Awards, Recognition. Microsoft has given you 18 global awards. So you must do something very good. Um, well, you write for Forbes. Uh, and actually, you were already a speaker at the last summit at the, the, uh, on accountability in the Peace Palace behind me. And you're also one of the founders of ITU's AI for Good Global Top uh, Summit. So these are a couple of uh, highlights of your background, Stephen. And first of all, can you, I mean, 50 years in information technology, how have you seen the world change uh, from when you started out and what it is today? And then specifically with, keeping the whole accountability question in mind. You know, it's, a, it's really interesting in that there was not that much technology engagement when I first started out, right? People were, were really more concerned about their day-to-day -day lives and physically making a living and building some kind of ecosystem for themselves so they could sustain themselves and their family. Now, <laughs> you see technology everywhere. In fact, it's so seamless, you don't even know it's there. You know, for example, when you do a search online or when you're using social media or when you're watching television or when you're dealing with your appliances, there's all sorts of tech and AI and other kinds of technology all built in. Your car is just really, it's a platform. It's a technology platform you're driving, right? It's not a car. <laughs> so it's yeah. everywhere. So that's the major change and the acceleration of changes. So very much on the steep curve. And I use this as sort of a, a meta or an example. I say, you know, imagine there's some kind of species um, got into your pond and it's doubling every day. So, you know, when it's one plant and it goes to two and then four or uh, eight, 16, 32, you don't notice it. But when it's a quarter full of this particular plant, then you start noticing it. And then the next day it's half full, the next day it's full. We're in that quarter, half, full stage of acceleration. Uh, and, and some people have called this the fourth industrial revolution from the World Economic Forum and Klaus Schwab. And, and Japan came out with something called Society 5.0. And a society you're part of called KNVI has something called Smart Humanity. And that's its pervasive, everything we do. And then because of that, there's this whole aspect of accountability. What does it mean to the consumer? What does it mean to companies? What does it mean to our families and our, and our children? What does it mean to governments and policy and in UN agencies and so on? All of these factors now you have to consider because the impact is having. Uh, 
True, but you, you, you take accountability now into the equation, but uh, it's not always uh, in the discussion uh, when you start off because, uh, I mean, we both are part of the AI for Good Global Summit, which uh, is now owned by ITU. Uh, well, maybe before I ask my uh, question, can, can you introduce us, how did that happen? How did that start? You know, I've always been involved with the uh, UN, and for example, even prior to that in the Millennium, Goal, Millennium Goals. And, uh, but what was interesting when the Millennium Goals were established in 2000, really technology was, wasn't a factor. So between 2000 and 2015, where the sustainable development goals were, established, they didn't, uh, the UN didn't even consider things like the impact of technology, the internet, mobile technology, AI, none of that, when they, they just didn't see it. So you notice with the SDGs, which came out in 2015, there's very much a, a recognition that technology is as a driver. And but even early on, even be prior to 2000, there was this idea that um, there is some accountability in some form. In other words, what is the impact is it, is it going to have? Uh, but it wasn't really codified until I would say past, you know, when the SDGs came out, then yeah. people started thinking of it in a more concrete way. So then your question is, how did the AI for Good Summit come out? Well, uh, prior to uh, 2010, I was mentioning that technology has to be a much bigger factor. In fact, even prior to 2000, I was indicating that technology you have to factor that in and the impact it's going to have. And impact also means accountability. And then um, I did presentations throughout uh, these different time periods, uh, including prior to the founding of the UN ITU, AI for a Good, Good Global Summit. So where, where I was talking about the impact of technology and then uh, how did this come about? I had a meeting with some of the leaders and I mentioned that AI is going to be much bigger than what you're seeing now, right? Because you're talking 2016, early 2016. So, and and it's going to be so pervasive. It's going to have a, you know, so, an impact and and maybe even not even in uh, obvious ways. And I said this has to be addressed from a sustainability standpoint. So that conversation became the, <clears throat> excuse me, the UNITU. AI for Good Global Summit. So there was elements of accountability, but very much tied into the SDGs, right? Because the SDGs yeah. do have accountability uh, baked into them. Yeah, but it, it wasn't a, a, a topic explicitly on the agenda. I mean, I do uh, agree it was implicit uh, referring to the SDGs, but um, over the years, that conference started to grow and grow. Um, I was actually pleasantly surprised or surprised that um, it's only in the last year when we had the physical summit that all of a sudden people realized, hey, uh, we really need to address accountability. So have it in your face because otherwise this technology might actually uh, take us for a ride. You know, it's interesting that in the lead up to the first summit in 2016, I was asked to uh, set, convene an entire day at the World uh, Telecom assembly, they have this sort of world assembly led by the UNITU. And in that entire day, I had a session, half day session on financial services and really what's happening and the impact of technology. And another half a day was on AI and the impact it's what's going to have. But we did talk about the accountability aspects, you know, the ethical principle aspects. We, okay. we did address some of those. When we looked at 
the AI for, for Good First Summit, you would see some of that embedded in the, um, you know, the parallel sessions that were happening and things like that. And so it, there is some baking of that, including um, prior to 2018, for example, or 2019, even with the um, keynote with Roger Penrose, which I, which I chaired and moderated, we talked about some of the bigger implications of it from a human being standpoint and consciousness and what does this mean? So may, maybe not in an overt way in a plenary session so much, but really it, it was being talked about in the different sessions from, from the very first summit, which I believe was June of, of 2017 to the very last physical summit, which was in May of 2019. And then of course, in the daily programming that's coming out and also in the six and plus working groups, uh, they call them focus groups, which are doing tangible work on addressing the idea of how can we use AI to find solutions and standards against sustainable development goals and accountability is baked into all of those programs, so. Good, now that's good to hear and uh, good to be reminded of that. Now, uh, slightly different uh, topic here, because uh, this is an event where I would say the people who really know about what's happening, about technology, they come together. So uh, it's an in-crowd of, I would say, uh, not preaching to the converted, but people who know this is going to have a huge impact. Uh, in your assessment, does Joe public, the general public, are they aware enough of what's happening at the moment? You know, it's, it's, it's an interesting question because really there's layers to this. Yeah. Even in business, uh, there was a study out, I believe from MIT, uh, even this year indicating that maybe uh, uh, the penetration in enterprises across all of the aspects of an enterprise was maybe something like 13% uh, of large businesses, right? And then if you look at McKinsey, they're indicating that maybe the adoption is 50%. And if you look at the World Economic Forum, the future uh, jobs report, which came out last year, uh, they're indicating, well, maybe by 2025, it'd be somewhere in the 80 percentile. So even within businesses, uh, the scaling is not happening yet, right? And the reason is, is things like accountability and the ethical principles. Uh, there's this aspect of how do you scale it across the enterprise? So there's that layer, on, even on the business side, small and medium-sized businesses, uh, low adoption, even though it's being used and embedded in many of the things they do, they, they're not overtly uh, employing it. Now let's go one layer uh, or to another layer, it's not necessarily down, but just another layer. You have this layer of uh, UN agencies and so on. Um, this idea of AI and the importance of it uh, uh, probably came into the forefront, uh, I would say uh, in 2014, 2015, sort of this idea, but really not in a, in a concrete sort of more, uh, uh, concerted effort, I would say. I would say the UNITU is the one that really did it in a, in a concerted way. And that conversation starting even before 2016, but really um, going into something useful in, in 2016 and then the lead up to the first summit. And then you have this, this layer of uh, research organizations and so on. Uh, they've been looking at this aspect of AI and the impact it's going to have because I'm, I'm, you know, I'm on the board, one of the boards of the ACM. You were part of that 
program. And, and of course, it's always been embedded in some way, even during the winter, the sort of the idea of the AI winter, there are still some conversations, of course, that accelerated uh, post 2000 when machine learning became more and more and more important leading up to, you know, uh, Jeffrey Hinton and, and ImageNet and you know, in 2011, 2012, you see this much more rapid acceleration, but then you get to the consumer level. I would say by and large consumers are aware that it's there, but they're not really conscious of how it's there. Uh, other than maybe press releases, things like facial recognition and maybe the impact that's gonna have or uh, their phone and data privacy, or you see some of the controversy or some of the discussions associated with social media and the amplification of, of messages and things like that leading to uh, maybe swings in, in uh, sentiment among, amongst the population where you, you get this group think happening. So, uh, but I would say still the majority of the population don't really have a full spectrum of all of the accountability aspects and, and what that means other than, you know, some of these things that they see in the news. However, uh, I believe that will change in the next two to three years. And it's because um, you're seeing the major tech companies uh, being uh, addressing the European Union or they're addressing the US government, or you see these reports coming uh, from different entities uh, indicating uh, the impact it's gonna have, including on the consumer. And then what are, what are some of the aspects the consumers have to be aware of when, as this augments uh, people, uh, maybe affects them on their job. Uh, they, you know, if you work in a bank, for example, um, a lot of that, there's a lot of automation occurring, right? A lot of online banking and so on, fraud detection. I mean, how many people get some kind of message maybe once a year or more that there's some kind of alert coming? Well, that's, that's driven by some kind of machine learning or AI system of some sort. So people are seeing it on the periphery. So on your question though, do they have this sort of really innate sort of feeling of, and, and we'll do something about it. That's not there yet. Not there but yet. I think it will happen in the next two to three years. Okay, so that's in the next two to three years. Now I also know, so, so as a general public, probably in the next two to three years, but also, I also know that you talk to global CEO communities and help them with their journey. Um, to what extent are they aware? Because these are the people in control of a lot of big organizations, uh, which uh, we, we buy from and uh, which we use. How aware are they of what's happening? And how do, and how do they address the question of accountability? The, the very large, uh, you know, Fortune 500, mm -hmm. Fortune 1000, uh, they definitely are intimately aware of the aspects of accountability and specifically AI and the impact it's going to have. They're very conscious on the impact it's going to have on the consumer. Uh, they very much want to address the accountability aspects. And so you'll see them publicly coming out with programs like we are addressing, uh, you know, data equity and, and bias and so on. And, and they uh, develop their own standards and they're a part of these standards groups as well entering these conversations, they're very much following that. Uh, let me give you one example. Microsoft has something called Microsoft AI Business School, and they have this ethical aspect as part of that education for senior business leaders who wanna say, you know, there's AI, now how can I use it, right? So you're seeing the big tech companies coming out um, with the pronouncements or 
or programs to address this accountability issue. I don't see any uh, large CEO, a uh, company CEO, not addressing it in some way and thinking about it very deeply. So, and even um, Fritz, you were part of a community of a hundred CEOs uh, for a private summit, and I used to engage with them daily. But on this um, FinTech Ideas Festival, yes, and and actually ethical aspects were already, or the accountability aspects were even discussed when I was first engaged with this community back in 2015 and then the planning in 2016. And you know, we were part of these monthly programs and sort of mini summits and, and helping with their working groups. And then their major invitation only summit, the first one held in January, 2017. But this idea of accountability was even discussed then and the impact it was going to have on, the, on their workforce and then on the broader consumer marketplace. But now you're seeing it much more public rather than sort of these private conversations. True, so true. No, and it's very good to share that lesson, you could say, out in public that, um, because what, what, what my take is from what you're sharing uh, with us is that uh, be assured uh, we, the leadership is already thinking about this and taking this to account. So uh, in two, three years, when this is going to, well, hopefully going to be a, a, a general topic that at least the people we need to trust are already taking this on board and hopefully have thought about how we're going to uh, manage this. Yeah, in fact, what's happening is, is that, you know, uh, accountability from an ethical framework standpoint, which covers really every aspect of things that from accountability, uh, the frameworks and the principles, which have been around for some time, including code of ethics, which have been around for decades, um, they've come, they've gone from principles to being operationalized. And I would say that work really uh, accelerated in a concrete way uh, from 2019 with ISO standards, with IEEE standards, uh, including work with the UNITU and some of the different programs um, they're uh, using as well. You have the World Economic Forum and they've created uh, groups with this. There's even this, uh, there's your work that you've been doing for a number of years. Um, and even things like the uh, Responsible AI Institute and working with the World Economic Forum to operationalize and create tools that you can use and things like that, right? Together with seeing if they can produce some kind of standards that everybody agree upon. And then you have the European Union and the European Commission this year saying, we are gonna regulate it. We're gonna actually have policies and, and laws around this. And they even put out some kind of, you know, a draft um, so that people can address it. Some people say it's too general, other people saying it's, it's too confining. So, you know, there's a lot of dialogue, but they came out and did it, right? Yeah. Just like they yeah. did on the data privacy side. So I would say the European Union is leading that conversation. Um, and, and countries are looking at that though other regions have put up programs like Canada, Australia, Singapore, and others besides the nonprofits like the ISO people or, mm -hmm. or, or, or standards organizations like the UNITU or the IEEE or the ACM with their code of ethics, which they updated uh, recently. And then of course it's been somewhat adopted and then uh, um, put into this International Federation of the International Federation for Information Processing, they have their own code of ethics, but at its core, it's the ACM code of, code of ethics, all of which is saying, let's look at, yeah. uh, at some case studies and useful uh, techniques that we can use 
to a sort of embed accountability in the work that we're doing, right? So that's the operationalization part. That is going to continue to grow, by the way. It's not going to decrease. No, no I definitely agree. Uh, assume that that's going to grow. But you've just mentioned a couple of instruments we can use today to uh, maintain accountability, like the code of ethics, like the rules and regulations. Uh, however, there's some people out there who still claim that uh, that's not enough because technology is developing so fast that the legal and regulatory framework cannot keep up with that. So we need to look at other solutions. Um, what's your take on that? Uh, is that too negative or too skeptical or is it something we have to, is that a concern? You know, that's why you have the Responsible AI Institute, um, which is a nonprofit. They've got a trust index tool already. And so you're having different nonprofit organizations working within this big government-led programs, like the OECD has, has a program, the European Union has a program, um, the US is looking at this as well. So you're seeing um, the individual members of these more you know, policy-based programs already putting out tools so you don't have to wait. It's something you can employ today and you can participate, they're open programs, so you can participate in them uh, in them right now. So um, even though it takes longer for the policies and the bylaws, or as you say, the regulations to come, uh, you know, to be widely adopted, uh, you're having these organizations step in and saying, you know what, we're going to offer tools now so you can start using this now. And we're participating in the bigger programs as well. Brings me to the next topic, Stephen. You uh, you talk about organizations who offer frameworks, uh, who should be at the table. Uh, who in your mind uh, should be at the table to make certain that we, we deal with this whole issue uh, properly? Well, you know, I believe, you know, UNESCO has yeah. uh, done enormous work in harm and uh, looking at all of the sort of major frameworks and principles out there trying to harmonize that and then come out with some, some I would say, collected aggregate standard in a way uh, that people can uh, look at. The World Economic Forum is also driving this. And you'll see these different players all at the same table, even on the Responsible AI Institute, all the same players are there uh, as well. You'll see them contributing to that. Singapore has come out with a, with a uh, I would say an operational framework that you could use uh, across governments or business. Canada has done this, Australia. So, you know, there's, there's concrete examples. I'm a contributor to Forbes and I actually wrote an article uh, a few months ago, mm -hmm. where I, what I tried to do was cover what was happening and then examples that you could follow and the specific examples of where they would have something you could actually use today. And, and part of that article was this Microsoft AI business school, where they're trying to address it for executives, right? So. Okay, now you've mentioned a couple of times that uh, Microsoft and the big tech firms are at the table, but. Uh, I see the general public becoming more and more skeptical about these big companies. Uh, so um, how can we uh, control, uh, how can we manage that narrative, that, that thinking process? Well, you're part of that conversation, right? Nope, because yeah. you're you're not a big tech company. <laughs> you're a facilitator, nope. right? You're a nonprofit working yeah. to bring the different communities to the table and say, let's work together. So you're definitely an important part of this program. Uh, the World Economic Forum is trying to do the same thing. They're, they're bringing uh, UN and NGOs and corporates all together at, 
at the table as well. Uh, UNESCO is doing the same thing. So yeah. there, there are um, uh, facilitation platforms out there, facilitation communities, where, where it ensures that it's open so anybody can participate. You just raise your hand and say, I'm going to show up to your meetings and you can participate. You can even take a leadership role. That's true. Now, you've actually already answered a question I didn't ask yet, and that is, how can the Institute for Accountability help in this global discussion? And uh, I think I, I assume that you just actually already answered that question for us. So thank you for that. Yeah. Every time you put out an announcement, show yeah. up, participate, yeah. right? Yeah. Watch your watch your video series, right? Your yeah. interview series, yeah. things like that. So. Yeah. Okay, now uh, we're almost at the end of this uh, session, Stephen. So, um, are there any takeaways you have for the audience on what uh, they need to think about, um, or maybe what are you thinking? About? Are, are you optimistic? Uh, are we going to get a handle on this, uh, or are you concerned? You know, we're going to get somewhat of a handle on it, but we can't control all the variables, right? So, yeah. and if you want to, as an audience, if you want to start engaging, follow your work, Fritz, you're doing wonderful work. Uh, KNVI has been putting on a number of books. Yeah. They have one on Smart yeah. Humanity. Yeah. It's available. Some of them are, are free. Others, you may have to pay a bit for them, but yeah. I recommend uh, engaging yeah. with that group. IFIP okay. is putting out, uh, quite a bit of material in this area. That's International Federation of Information Processing, that's uh, IEEE, yeah. ACM, uh, UNITU has daily programming. Yeah. So there's a variety of forums that you can engage with. And, and Fritz, because you're facilitating all these conversations in different ways, when I attended your, uh, your last event, your physical event, I mean, UNESCO was there, right? Yeah. Uh, UNITU was represented. You saw uh, CEOs represented, governments were represented. You had all the players there, so. Great. Okay, well, keep on the, the good work. And also this uh, video will help with uh, getting the message out that we should have this conversation, should get insight, what do we need to do? Uh, Stephen, I want to thank you very much for your time uh, so far, because you've really, I mean, you are a very major force in this industry. People listen to you. So um, yeah, keep on sharing your thoughts to this world. Uh, well, that technology is going to help us big time. Look at AI for good, but we need to maintain a grip on it. So thank you for your insights and, and your views on that. Well, thank you, Fritz. And I say to the audience, follow Fritz. <laughs>